0: Yeah, I go for the two, two, one, and. Like an to to me, Welcome back to the Hassan I L. L. Haj. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. Second episode so far after my long hiatus, and it's just good. It feels awesome. It makes me happy when I record a podcast. Oh, by the way, I absolutely love this hat. I finally got this hat. It's basically the evolution of Mickey Mouse. Uh, you can actually can see it, you can actually get the Steamboat Willie ones and it kind of transitions to the other ones and then to Mickey Mouse today. I've been trying to get this hat for so long now. It dropped on, so I buy everything from New Era. Shout out to New Era. Um, I, all my hats are New Era. I mean, I have a couple that are maybe like Bioworld. Um, one of them is Diffused, but everything else is New Era. Absolutely love this brand. Hey, if you guys want to sponsor me, I would love it. Absolutely my favorite band of all time. It comes to hats I only wear new era again with a couple like variants but in the end new era is like I like probably have like I don't know 15 plus hats all new era finally got this one so hard to find um the moment it dropped I tried ordering it went offline like went out of stock right away I had to get off eBay got in a bidding war for it and I finally got it and pff, loving it I absolutely love this hat and I'm rocking it today because it's about the evolution of Mickey Mouse. I absolutely love Mickey Mouse. And it's also, I'm going through my own evolution. So last episode was kind of an intro uh, of us officially back. uh, Discussed a few things of what was going on with my life. I want to talk about a big thing that happened to me. Probably, until now, probably the most life-changing thing that happened. But right before that moment, I do want to talk a little bit about COVID. I'm not going to get into it. It's been done people have been talking we've been talking about it we're still living it I don't want to kind of just say talk for sake of talking but 2020 was tough for all of us it was a tough time but I think I think probably probably since 9-11 has the world all felt something I would say like 9-11 was something I talk about this every now and then is that everyone I talk to knows exactly where they were when it happened and COVID is one of those things that affected all of us. Obviously, 9-11 affected the US, people in New York, people directly affected by us, but the whole world felt it. It was such a shock to the world. COVID, I think, was probably something similar to that in terms of the whole world was shocked. Obviously, the world was more physically affected. The entire world, tens and tens of millions around the world have been um, affected or dead or, or whatever. But uh, but yeah, so there's kind of similarities there. This is the only time I ever felt that. And, I, and I, every time I think about it, I go... Not once in my life before 2020 or end of 2019 that I ever feel I was ever going to be in a pandemic. There was just a thought that never crossed my mind. I'm sure it's like that for most of us. Obviously, there's a few out there who are really prepared. You had people who were like all doomsday people. But the none of us, uh, like the majority of us never felt I would ever see a pandemic. I never thought we would see it. There was never even a thought. I, th- I, th- I thought about it. I'll probably see a world war before I see a pandemic. It happened we all got affected really uh really harshly I guess i'm very grateful that maybe i didn't get affected as much as others or people who lost their lives who lost their loved ones i'm very lucky very very lucky i'm very grateful for it that's one of the things i'm constantly grateful for it could have been a lot worse and i'm very lucky Uh, work was affected overall, you know, kept my job, love what I do. My company was one that actually was able to keep all, all of its employees. No one got fired. Huge respect. Um, so professionally, I'm fine. Um, personal level again, fine. Uh, didn't get COVID, got vaccinated though, got both shots of the Sinopharm vaccine. So far, so good. Uh, didn't have any symptoms or anything. Uh, it's been really interesting. Everyone has an opinion about vaccines. So kind of, just kind of, I just want to quickly go through that, but let's talk about this, this moment of my life that I don't think I thought would be, again, one of those moments in life you never think you were affected, right? So during the lockdown, um, wife got pregnant and my baby was born in December, 2020. Um, huge, huge thing in my life that just happened, um, you know, being a father is one of the things you think that, you know, everyone's taught that you're going to be a dad, you're going to be a parent. It's part of life. Um, but when you're not really prepared for it, you can prepare as old as you watch. Like I read, I read a couple books. I listened to like things on YouTube. I, I, I read a lot of articles. But in the moment it is, you are not prepared. It's such a strange feeling. You go from just, you know, living your life being normal and within literally a few hours of this person being born uh, you basically go from like knowing about this person about to come, obviously not having like you find like you know, you can't really, you love the baby, but it hasn't been born yet. But the moment it's born, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'm telling you from my experience the moment it's born, the baby's born, you feel unlimited love for it. It's a crazy feeling. It's absolutely, it took me by surprise the feeling. I felt the moment like I saw my baby come out right was instant love I don't think anything like that can be felt like obviously you can love like a let's say someone gives you a a puppy you're like oh my god I love this puppy but like I'm talking about this instinctual love towards something else in a way that you the moment you you look at it you love it you want to protect it you want to be there you want to dedicate everything to this other you know person so it's a very strange feeling I'm not gonna lie the moment I saw my daughter i- I cried a little um it's a very emotional journey right uh the labor actually wasn't as difficult as we thought uh honestly it was it was we were expecting a lot worse we were expecting a lot worse um we were told that it's going to be, uh, you know, we have to I have to try two inductions. We expect them to fail. We're probably going to a C-section, and I was not very comfortable with that because, you know, it's a scary thing. It's it's a surgery. There's a wound that's open. Recovery can be difficult. There we can be complications, infections. I was really scared. Um, that's what we were told because I'm a big guy. I'm 6'5". I'm not thin. I'm a big guy. I mean, my wife is quite small. I mean, she's she's, she's Probably a, a bit under average, below average. Sorry, under average. Below average uh, from the from the average woman. So, so the doctor said because of our different sizes, the baby might be really large. Even though the baby wasn't showing, sure, you know, my daughter had large thigh bones according to the scans. So the doctor was worried about that. Um, we were also diagnosed with gestational diabetes, which is just really strange. I mean, you drink this basically is glucose liquid, and you kind of see a spike. And your, and your glucose and your sugar levels, and that kind of tells you you might be diabetic. And We, we kept track using you know, um, the blood meter, the thing that pricks your finger that diabetics use. We never had anything like that. So I, honestly, the whole time I thought we were misdiagnosed. But anyway, I'm not going to get into that. Um, we had a whole argument and fight with doctors and stuff. Anyway, so, uh, so we were told, you know, you're going to have to induce twice. It's probably going to fail C-section. So I'm going in like, we're about to enter the hospital, Oh, my God, the funniest story. Okay. We, we were confused with the doctor, what, they to, what the doctor told us. They told us to basically come in for a checkup on Saturday. That's basically what they told us. We're like, okay, come in for a checkup on Saturday. We get to the doctor. like, yeah, we're going to check you in. I'm like, what? That's not what we were told. We thought we we're just going to come in for a you know, regular checkup you know, a couple of days before we check in. We thought we were going to check in Sunday. It's Saturday now. It's the day before. And they're like, yeah, hey, we're checking in. I'm like, What? So my wife started getting sick. I had to rush to the house, pack bags, threw a bunch of – good thing we had some bags packed and everything, and I basically rushed back to the hospital. Crazy. Um, So again, I'm I'm in this thinking, all right, we're going to probably have to induce twice. You're going to induce. You're going to wait like probably a day. Nothing happens. You're going to induce another. wait another day. Then you're going to do a C-section. That's a day. And then you have recovery for like five to seven days. So I'm going into the hospital thinking, all right, I'm here for nine, ten days. First induction, a couple hours later, wife goes into labor. And I was so relieved, like, honestly, like it is so like a weight off your shoulders. You don't have to go through this long and arduous process. Um, so yeah, um, so many stories. So before I actually get into the actual labor, one, you're gonna, you're gonna love that story, I want to talk about something. We basically used a very high end hospital. I wanted to make sure that my wife and child were gonna get the best care. Uh, In Dubai, for example, I'm not even sure if there's, uh, is there free healthcare? No, everyone, basically if you work, basically to even be in Dubai, you have to be sponsored for people who do not live here. You have to be sponsored by someone or a company. They don't let just people chill here, right? You have to have a reason why you're here. So most people come here for work. The work sponsors you and gives you insurance, and there's different levels of insurance, right? Most work gives you a good average level insurance. And we had good insurance, It's not like the our insurance was bad. I mean, the insurance itself probably got us what got us an average hospital, but obviously I wasn't comfortable. I wanted something high-end. The hospital we wanted to go to would only take top insurances, which is like BUPA, which is like this worldwide like CEOs have this insurance, right? I definitely do not. I'm not even close to that level. So we so thought we're gonna pay cash. You know, I'm like, you know what, I have some money saved up. I want to you know, make sure that my wife has a very smooth delivery. Uh, and uh, I don't want complications, right? So we went basically to one of the best hospitals you can get. And here's the funny story, right? So basically we decided, right, right before, before, still when we were like on the third or fourth uh, month, you have to you know, do these checkups with the doctor. You do scans, you make sure the baby's healthy and all that. So I kind of calculated If I have to go in every time to the doctor and pay cash, I'm going to be paying thousands. So I mean, what? There, there, we can get like a deal. We can get like a deal. Basically, you pay like, I don't know, a few thousand, but it covers everything. Covers all the scans all the way until birth. And then birth has its own package. Awesome. This is actually very cost-effective. Let's do it. We start off with one doctor. We really did not like this doctor. We just didn't feel a vibe. Um, She was very cold. We decided to go to another doctor. We switched to the other doctor, we loved her. She was great, super warm, funny, uh, educated us when we felt that when she felt that we weren't educated enough. We were very warm to her. Also the fact that she was ethnic, the other one was, um, was not an ethnic, so I guess, obviously ethnics really connect, right? You know, people within you know, um, Arab, Middle Eastern, Asian cultures really connect. Uh, so we connected with her, and we loved her. We do the full journey with her, all right? We do the full journey. And I was wondering why she was doing a lot of 4D scans. Like I'm like, this must be expensive. But I'm like, okay, well, no one told us anything. It's part of the package. 4D scans. Every time we get like one or two scans, I'm like, this is strange. That is strange. I mean, we're getting all these all these free scans. Okay, part of the package, I guess. Didn't even ask. We get to literally month nine. We're at the stretch. We're done. Where I get a call. I get a call uh, from the hospital. It says, oh, yeah, we made a mistake. We made a mistake. You're actually supposed to be with the, with the package you caught, bought. You bought does not cover the doctor you're with. It covers the last doctor you are with. The doctor you with now is four times as much. I'm like, what? Like my heart fell. Like I don't have the money. Very scared this moment. Honestly, I'm very. I was very worried. I'm like, what? That's not right. You can't just come to me after nine months again. I'm worried. But this is something I want to say: is that always fight for what you believe is right. I wasn't comfortable with that that moment. I was not happy. I'm like, if they told, like, I'm like, you can't come to me six, seven months later, and tell me you made a mistake, but now I have to pay for it. And I fought. I, I fought. I yelled. Um, I had threatened. But I was very honest. I'm like, listen, this is not right. What you're trying to do to me? I'll, I'll speak to the CEO of the of the hospital. I'll speak to the GM, the deputy GM, whatever. I'll speak to the board. I'm like, it's not right. You made the mistake, and you guys have millions of dollars. You can't come to me now and tell me. We made the mistake, but now you pay for it. Maybe if they told me the cost of the actual doctor they were going to give me, I'd be like, it's too expensive. I'll go to another hospital. Or like, no, no, I'll stick to the first doctor. I don't want to pay that much. So they made the mistake. Story, you know, let's, let's cut the, sh- the story. It's not short, but it was a bit long. But I didn't pay. And I just wanted to highlight that how important it is to fight for what you think is right, especially when you feel, especially when this comes to a company that, for example, you're feeling are taking advantage of you in a very, uh, vulnerable situation. I mean, my wife has been going to this doctor now for six, seven months. She's very comfortable. We build this rapport. Now you're suddenly asking us to to do all this, and oh, you have to change doctors last minute. I'm like, that's not right. So this is where we felt that the company, the brand, did not respect us and did not respect the mistake they made. It took accountability, and then they did, and then you know we didn't get harmed by it uh, financially. So that's really lucky. So now we're in the delivery room. Let's skip past all that story. In the delivery room, and I think I was super chill. Um, I don't know if I did the right thing or not, but this is how it was. There were so many nurses, but it's a big suite. It's like I said, this is a luxury hospital. It wasn't cheap at all. It's expensive, right? I paid all cash. So lots of nurses, big room, right? There's so many nurses that there's nowhere for me to stand. Either I stand in the background or I sit on the couch. Right, so I sit on the couch. I had my Nintendo Switch with me. This is so, fun. this is just so funny, and I'm playing Nintendo Switch. I was playing. Civilization on Nintendo Switch. Great game. Very time-consuming game. And labor went on for like 11 hours, 12 hours, if not more. And throughout the entire time, I'm playing my game. I'm destroying it, by the way. Doing a great job. My wife's actually in labor. But obviously, not to be like such a such a heartless person, I would check it on her. Whenever a nurse moves, I would go stand. But the, honestly, the second nurse comes, they kind of jostle you out of the way. So I'm like, there's nothing for me to do they were going fine there was really no yelling um, <coughs> excuse me my wife is super nice like I've never seen such a nice person in my life like she'll be like she'll be like I'm sorry I'm about to go into a contraction and she's like apologizing to them and like again she was like so quiet it was like quiet nothing like I expected like you watch movies and stuff where people are yelling and blood and cursing I'm sure there are some deliveries that are very complicated and maybe we're just very lucky it was long I would say 12 to 14 hours. Um, but it was, I think overall, the moment my daughter came out, full head of hair, by the way, full head of hair. Obviously, that's the Arab side. You got to love it. Full head of hair. And uh, didn't even cry. I mean, that's what's crazy about it. The baby didn't even cry. Big eyes. And I had to cut the umbilical cord. I held the baby, helped them weigh the baby. And I was just crying, man. It was such a beautiful moment when you see like your daughter or your son being born you actually hold them and you're like wow that for me <sighs> was the most honestly the most life-changing moment of my life and I'm so happy I'm so grateful to have a healthy baby uh healthy wife everyone's healthy even during this hard time of COVID where things were going really bad for some people even people in my life this this kind of glimmer of light this shining light came into my life, and I'm very grateful for that. And uh, so many babies were born. I swear, I don't even know what they're going to call this new generation. Maybe COVID kids, COVID babies. They deserve some kind of COVID name, right? But uh, I guess, I don't know. I'm actually really curious to see how many babies were born. Really curious to see how many babies were born, because I'm sure there's a lot. Everyone we knew got pregnant. I guess people were just home born. But again, I guess you can see this glimmer of light that comes from these dark times, right? People feel like their are mortality, so I guess, you know, procreation increases. It's really interesting. I would love to look into, maybe there'll be a whole episode, Let's look into procreation rates and birth rates during crisis. Obviously, you had baby boomers who came after World War II, you know, World, World War, and then a big bunch of kids were born. And probably that was the biggest generation until now um, in terms of volume. <sighs> So yeah, I just want to share that. It's the reason why I was been around. Then you have the, slee- the sleepless nights are tough, man. I mean, the first couple of months were tough. I tried to help as much as I can. But I'm juggling work and the baby and all the other stuff in my life, so it wasn't easy. But uh, very lucky, very grateful. So I just want to share that story. Even puts a smile on my face. So I just want to share that story and hopefully it puts a smile on your face too. And again, we're back. Uh, it's just one of the episodes we're gonna be recording, and I'm really excited to get the ball rolling. All right. So, if you're on YouTube, please subscribe and share the video, share the channel. Um, I'm currently on a goal to grow the channel. I have this whole journey I'm recording of of, of my journey to grow my podcast. This is one of them. And uh, so, yeah. Uh, if you're on podcast channels like Spotify, Deezer, Angami, Apple, uh, make sure to follow me on YouTube for the video content. And also check me out on TikTok. I'm growing, I'm doing a lot of stuff on TikTok too. It's gonna grow there. I'm gonna focus a lot of my video content on TikTok. All right. So this is tip, this is let's take this online. And we're out.